it. And then um, okay. probably af after we end up signing you off too, we'll, we'll hold for a second then we'll do a drop and then, you know, get all the stuff. So we, uh, here we go. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Sorry. One more time. The names. Tim. MB. Tim. MB. MB. Uh, so uh, M as in Michael, B as like in the Brandon. Letter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Tim and B. Tim and MB, yep. Right. MB, yeah. Here we go. All right. What's going on, everybody? I'm Tim. And I'm MB. And this is Off the Record, a show where we have conversations with dope people from all parts of the culture in hopes to bring you plenty game and more insight. And today, uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with a, uh, a titan in the industry, uh, a real power player, mm. a real boss. Um, she's very. She's been very instrumental in the careers of a lot of your favorite artists. Oh, yeah. uh, she's a brand strategist, digital marketing specialist, philanthropist, author, overall creator, uh, and she does so much that people don't even know what to label her. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, please welcome the great Karen Civil to Off the Record. Hi. How you doing today, Queen? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. We Thank appreciate you, you coming on. And after that intro. Obviously, there's very few people that probably know don't, that don't know who you are. But for those few, mm -hmm. and when you're meeting someone for the first time, how do you describe yourself as far as what you do and kind of who you are and where you come from? Um, I basically tell them CEO of Always Civil, of my own marketing branding agency, um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I'm a creative. At the end of the day, I create for myself for other people. So. If there's one title that fits it all, just um, a creator. Great, great, great. So, yeah. um, so Karen, uh, I know your brand isn't limited to just, you know, um, well, I know that your brand and the work that you do isn't limited to just hip hop. Um, but what made you initially pursue a career in the music industry? Like, were you always passionate about music? Um, yeah, it started off more before hip hop. I was a pop fan. Okay. Like, I loved... Well, yeah, boys, like right? I loved it started off with like another bad creation. Yeah. Um, that was my first group I was absolutely in love with crisscross as well. Yeah. But like fandom, fandom getting me on the internet talking was it started off with immature. Oh, okay. Um, but nothing panned from it when I used to write their like their fan clubs and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, this might be a waste. Yeah. So one day my brother came home with a teen people magazine. The Bakshi boys were on the cover. Cause at the time, um, I had this radio in my, this clock radio in my bathroom and my mom would only let me listen to 106.7 light FM. Yeah. She would not let me listen to hot 97 yeah. or no other music in my bathroom for some reason. She was like, when you're in here, it needs to be light music. You need to set a tone. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to listen to Biggie right. and Jay-Z when I shower and brush my teeth. But listening to that light station honestly helped. It was very soothing. But they their power song was I'll Never Break Your Heart by the Backstreet Boys. And they would play it constantly, which that made me love them and become a fan. And one day my brother came home from summer school and he had this magazine with them on it. And from there, I wanted to learn so much more about them. Went on the internet and I started a fan club in 1997. Mm. And it really sparked, it, it honestly sparked from there. It was a hobby. It was a hobby 
Um, and then I turned it into a career. It didn't make sense at the time, yeah. you know, and I wasn't in a rush. And what I like to tell people is when I started my career, I didn't know what my career was going to be because yeah. there was really no options. Like I was in college, but then I left because I was going, I was in liberal arts for radio communications because that was the closest I thought I could be in music, yeah. not understanding branding, marketing, there's creative, social media, all of that stuff pretty much wasn't fully existing. We just yeah. had the AOL disc and, yeah. you know, LimeWire and all that other stuff. So that really started it for me was just creating conversation with people um, that weren't in my community. And it didn't matter what you look like because I had a pen pal who was in China and it would take like a month to get a letter back. Yeah. Now with email, you it take a couple hours and certain things. And I love that I could converse with people all across the country. And it didn't matter what we looked like. We had one thing in common, which was our love for this group. So that really helped me being able to have a network of people outside of my community. So young yeah. made me realize like, okay, I could leave Elizabeth, New Jersey yeah. um, and find friendship and, and love everywhere. So th that's really what did it for me. I'm like, yo, I, I love it. It became like a family thing. Mm -hmm. It just was amazing. That's did dope. You, did you fall in love with kind of the behind the scenes part of it first too? Like you said, the creating the fan club stuff. Did you have an aspiration to be at all in the forefront? Like a face um, of it? No, I still feel like a lot of times I'm behind the scenes making a lot of your favorite moments happen. Yeah. But um, that's what it started out for me. And, you know, I when I was working with Flex, when I was working mm -hmm. with Dipset, it was just about, like, creating them, helping them grow, become better, figuring out marketing and creative for them. But then when I left Funkmaster Flex being his intern, he didn't necessarily get it. So I was like, in order for me to make people understand where social media, the, well, the internet at the time was going, I said, I probably need to brand and create myself. Yeah. And just as a testing thing, being the first one. And that's what I started to do. That's I created my KarenCivil.com website. And it worked in my favor because yeah. I built a relationship with Mac Main of Young Money. And... It took off because then my next big client was on my agency was Little Wayne. Yeah. He, they saw all the stuff I was doing with my website, with my own brand. And they're like, yeah, we like this girl. We want her to help with the artists and talent we have over here. Mm -hmm. You had that foresight. Um, did you ever want to be an artist yourself? Um, no. No? I can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm like not the best singer. But people make fun of me all the time because I have, like, I'm very quick-witted yeah. with, like, words. And they're like, oh, okay, you could be a ghostwriter. So yeah. maybe I yeah. may be a ghostwriter, something to that effect. Yeah. But what's been great is um, I got uh, with my, shout-out to my lawyer, Adam Zia, who told me the importance, which I didn't have a lot of knowledge on, is people would reach out to me and be like, hey, could you help me get this feature or could you do X, Y, Z? And I would just do it out the love. Yeah. Not realizing, girl, you should be getting coins. So yeah, you should be getting yeah. publishing. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. And that's when I, like, my lawyer was like, you got to get out of this thinking people are your friends. Yeah. They're not. They're coming yeah. to you because they know you can get it done in a service. And they know you're not going to charge them. And the artist isn't going to either. So you need to figure out how this is beneficial for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. So... 
recently I started doing that. So now it's like I'm with ASCAP. I'm really yeah, excited. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I got the credit on YG's album. Bloodwalk with Little Wayne, so it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I got three other records coming out at the end of the year, so I'm excited. So, so, so you got a point on that record. So, um, like, are you able to get a point from from just like kind of like bringing the record together? Like, how does how does that work with someone that, know, who's in your position? That's basically what I what I'm getting publishing and points for. Got it. Is I was able to put it together. Is that is that basically um, like a and ring the song? Yeah, I feel like it's basically an A&R. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. A&R, that what? song, it was exciting. Um, but it's a few others, because I've done songs in the past, like Wale, Nike Boots. Mm. Um, a, lo- a lot of more Wayne features. That was but, early, um, too. Wale, Nike Boots. Um, Mac Mac Miller and Wayne song. Um, who else? Um, there was a Jadakiss, Jadakiss Wayne record. Um Nip and Marsha Ambrosius. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, it's been quite a few. Oh, there was another, there was another Wale song too. It was two Wale songs. Um, and that was another one, I believe. Yep, with Wayne mm-hmm. as oh. well. Where, where, so it's been a lot of Wayne features. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that fine line that people might not see of doing it for the love and then knowing your worth of what to get out? So this is a conversation that I haven't had that I want to have because unfortunately in this business, I realize, and I'm honestly, mm, this time from COVID, I'm trying to watch how I say the words, not yeah. to be disrespectful towards people who may be going through stuff, mm-hmm. but COVID has really made me sit down and rethink a lot of like my business, how I was um, handling it, how I was negotiating certain things, and a lot of the times as a woman in this male-dominated industry, especially, especially hip-hop, I was taking advantage of a lot of situations. There are times where people try to rewrite history, remove you from it, um, or they don't want to give you the credit. I was having this conversation uh, with my friend Hovain, who is at Cinematic Group oh, yeah. with Johnny Shipes. And I was telling him, because I we were like watching something where somebody totally omitted me from a situation. Wow. And I was explaining to him, I'm like, you know, it does get very frustrating when you see things like this because you want people, don't just give me my flowers when I'm standing here. It matters when I'm not in front of you Mm -hmm. for you to also speak my flowers and to give me my just do. Like, then it's just fake. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's, it's me dealing with a lot of that. But now I'm at a place given with I have great, great um, friends my lawyer and certain things are making me realize, make sure that my business is set up because at the end of the day, friendship is cool and that's great. But I have to think about my future, my children's future and the legacy and what I'm leaving behind Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm creating, you know, creating that generational wealth for my family as well and making sure my business is intact because at the end of the day, I can do so much for you, but what about me? Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, so uh, I know that I know that you initially moved to LA from New York to work for Beats, right? I, I know that you were one of like Jersey. The first... Oh, Jersey, my fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> you initially moved from the tri-state area to uh, to uh, to LA. Okay, uh, <laughs> right. Um, so uh, uh, I heard you say that you wanted to get paid for basically 
um, just, you know, being yourself. Um, and you said that, that L.A. Uh, uh, is kind of a place that really, really allows you to do that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so what's something that you were able to monetize that you just couldn't believe that you were actually able to get paid for it? Mm-hmm. To where you were just like, oh, oh my God, so I cannot much. believe. Oh, much. Yeah. Let me see. Um, <laughs> when I was at Beats by Dre, yeah. I would like, which was incredible. And I sh- love to Omar Johnson. He, cause he let me be me. There's, yeah. I don't think there is another, I've never encountered. Yeah. Not in a corporate setting like that, yeah. that allows you to fully be you without yeah. pulling it back. I'm talking, I used to ride a bike in the office. Yeah. Wow. Um, I used to play um, football on standing on top of desk and like be as creative and fun because talent used to come in. Yeah. But it's just like really Omar Johnson set that precedent for me to make me feel comfortable in that work setting. But I don't think there's there is anyone honestly like him. He's yeah. he was super incredible in and just making that transition easy for me. But uh to fully answer your question, um I don't think I can necessarily pinpoint one thing. Yeah. Um, but my first real big activation out the country, Fast and Furious, wow. a few years ago. Yeah. So they had me partner with Mercedes Benz, and I'm still partnered with them to this day. Nice. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest one, because yeah, when yeah. they let me make my custom... I'm allowed to like make my custom G wagon, do all yeah. this stuff. They yeah. drop it off to me, and I'm like, what? "Wow, yeah." <laughs> and nah, I don't have like you know. You be thinking like um, you need the five six million followers, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I I think it's like on a like um, monetary value type, like big luxury thing. I was super excited about was that because at the end of the day, when I tell people get paid to be yourself is there are all these other there are all these other uh people who are out here who are not you know um people of color yeah. they get to no offense a lot of folks over there can be very fucking mediocre mm-hmm. can i curse yeah 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 yeah, yeah oh, okay yeah. you can say they whatever can you be want. on that side and be very fucking me- mediocre and get a 50k 100k check to do what naturally comes to us they take yeah. bits of, of our creative content move over there and they love it yeah. so i'm like why not I felt like at the time, which obviously times are different now, this is about 10 years ago, I noticed Marcus Troy was doing all these activations and getting paid. I said, why am I just getting free stuff and being excited to be invited? Yeah. No, you should be creating synergies with me. We should be like figuring out ways to work with one another and things of that nature. So I started to look at who my followers were, getting in, making, creating a one sheet, creating my media deck. And I started reaching out to companies like, I don't want you to invite me to your party for me to take pictures and be excited I'm here. And then you yeah. put me in a little corner yeah. or you put me with 10 other bloggers and you put <laughs> us at the end of the carpet or you yeah. barely let us come in. If you're going to have me there, I don't want to be at the Beeline event. I want to be yeah. at the one that Rihanna's going to be at, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Like, I deserve to be there as well. Exactly. So um, Los Angeles, being in California helped that. Because it's so many different opportunities, um, and it's and, and it's honestly been cool. I can't fully pinpoint one, but yeah. my life was to every everything my family thought I couldn't happen, and I was just like, they were like, Karen, that doesn't make sense. I manifested it for myself, so yeah. I want to get 
I want to get paid to be myself. So if it's, but I do it very organic where I don't want people to think I have a dollar sign on me. It has to be companies or products I would naturally use that exactly. make sense and be, become a part of my everyday life. Where at times, most people don't know when I post a picture on Instagram, it's an ad. At times yeah. they don't even know for yeah, a brand yeah, yeah. or something yeah. like that. I just want it to be a part of my lifestyle. But at the same time for me, what I love from it is I want other people of color who are influencers or what not to go to inspire them and not make them jealous where they go, okay, she did this. Mm-hmm. That means if she did it, I know I can do it. And I can exactly. step my game up and yeah. get this deal and do X, Y, Z. Where now other people will come to me like, Hey, Karen, somebody gave me this offer. I'd be like, no, tell them you want X, Y, Z. This is what your fee is. To that point, realize, um, realize their, their, their value. Cause yeah. a lot of times you don't even think about things like that. So a lot of people from industry will come to me. I'm like, listen, tell them, no, you need to be paid this. This is what it needs to be. Create a writer. Yeah. You are you are necessary talent and they have to respect it. When you come with all of that, they're so shocked because people of color, they were like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, yeah, here's my one sheet. Here's X, Y, Z. This is minimum of what it is. This is, we can do that. We can figure it out and go from there. But yeah. Yeah, that one sheet sounds, you know, sounds like uh, it's everything because uh, I even heard you speak on that in uh, a previous interview to where basically mm-hmm. you said that you would, um, yeah, like what you just said now, like you would send your one sheet out to these different like organizations and they would basically, you know, pay for your flights and pay for your, you know, uh, 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 your trips and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem like you've always been, you know, like you're a very, very savvy like business person. Uh, where, mm-hmm. where does your business acumen come from? Um, I will give all, all graces to my family. I I come from a a family of business owners. Yeah. That's what they do. And it's, and it's, and it's part of, it's in my bloodline. I feel like too, just my heritage and my culture. Yeah. When you are Haitian, it's just like, they, Mm. I don't even want to say they struggled. They, they made it happen for them. Yeah. You know, they came to, they came to this country. It wasn't about my family was adamant of not being, um, on the system and taking advantage, not taking advantage, but like using those advantages or using the advantages that were um, given to quote unquote Americans. Yeah. They saw it as like, I'm happy to be here. I'm not going to take, you know, whatever opportunities from somebody else who may really need it. I'm going to just yeah. work super hard, make it happen. If I need it, I'll circle back. But um, that's really where it came from. It's just like my mom, Started off as a nurse. My dad, too, is a taxi driver. To him owning his own car service. Um, to my mom doing the same thing, being able to now retire in her home. So it's just, it's just something that's instilled in us. Yeah, let yeah. that not yeah. not having to be greedy and just being obviously humble and working hard to get. Yeah. You know, like, when people come to this country as West Indian, you know, like, when they come to this country, they do not play. Yeah. Like, my life, my life, I feel like, was planned out for me before I was born. Mm-hmm. Even for me to have the drastic life change, my dad is not happy because yeah. he wanted doctors, um, doctors, uh, lawyers, um, and detectives in his family. Yeah. So he has two of the three. Yeah, <laughs> and there's right. me. Yeah. And I'm like, technically... He kind of gets it, but it's like he doesn't get it, where it's just like, I'm happy for you. And he's like, she does something on the internet. <laughs> and she, he, I'm like, okay, I better describe it. But 
my mom gets it. She's happy, but it's it's honestly my family, man. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly I love them for working hard and for creating so many sacrifices so I can have a life that I'm comfortable with. They weren't happy at first, but then they allowed me to live my life and do my thing because a lot of families do not allow that. Is it a sense of like seeing you happy too that they felt comfortable? Then it was like, okay, we know that she's fine. She's doing what she wants to do. We got to accept it. Um, with my mom, more than anything, she 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 came to terms with it, and she became happy when she saw me happy, and she saw what it was doing to me. My dad, the verdict is still out, um, because he is very old school, okay. and it's like he needs a term to put to it, like yeah. he needs a title. Yeah, he needs. Because he looks, success to him is equated in a different way. Yeah. It's a college graduate. You do life the way um, society used to teach you. Yeah. Elementary, high school. Um, no, elementary, middle school, high school, college, grad school. No, college, mm-hmm. marriage, marriage, get pregnant, grad school. Yeah. Some career, all your debt is gone all of a sudden. You live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's not the life that I saw for myself. Um, not in that particular order. Um, and that's hard for him to see, especially when you have, you know, sons who have done it. Now you have think, okay, it's daddy's little girl. She's going to do it the way I want. Yeah. And it didn't happen. So. Yeah. It seems like, uh, um, uh, it seems like a lot of, uh, family America, um, like you said, like they don't play because a lot of, you know, business owners are, you know, people who, who aren't from the United States. Mm-hmm. And then this is uh-huh. like a common. Yeah. And this is a common thing in like the African-American community, uh, too, because yeah. we'll fight over certain neighborhoods and, and certain territories. Um, but, you know, uh, we don't own, you know, like none of it. Um in those neighborhoods. But a lot of the times, you know, the people who own businesses in those neighborhoods are um, cool. Cool. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, but yeah, but a lot of those times, uh, people who own businesses in those neighborhoods are, you know, um, Asian people, you know, uh, are, are people of uh, Middle Eastern uh, descent, people, you know, Haitians, yeah. Jamaicans. Those are the business owners, but that's because they have a different mentality. You know, like they come here and, and they're not playing and, and they're working hard. And I think that, you know, sometimes people in our community, we kind of take, you know, being in America for granted. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch I, on that. Our system of like just being in Haiti is so different. Yeah. Where it's just like certain things you may take advantage of here. It's like you don't even think about indoor plumbing. Yeah. Shoes. You see that marker that you have there being able to drink your coffee and like have that iPad and iPhone. It's just like we take advantage. Like sometimes we don't even think about that. And it's just like, no, you know, it's, it's, it's common to open your fridge and have like, you know, you'd be like, oh, damn, I have nothing to eat or nothing to wear. We know we realistically do. Yeah. Um, in Haiti at times, people don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so when you come here, they saw it as um, a chance at life, a chance at actually succeeding. It goes back to the quote unquote, remember American dream. Exactly. You know, it's a little bit different now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Folks are definitely trying to get up out of here, but is it, um, is back it a, then it's just like, this was the American dream. Is it a sense of being like, also we tend to be desensitized to stuff like that too. 
You know what I mean? Where it's like we get so spoiled of the of the norm. Like this is just what we know. We a yeah. lot of people pretend to not see what's going on in other countries or not wanting to think about it, you know? Well, a lot of people just aren't informed. Um, just and because, the, and yeah. the misinformation yeah. and not informed, <clears throat> exactly. Or not wanting to be informed, too, of not yeah. wanting to learn that. Um, uh, yeah. I definitely want to circle back mm-hmm. to, um, uh, to all the things that you've done in Haiti. Um, but just to, you know, get mm-hmm. back to uh, to the music industry stuff. Um, so, so, you know, we know how artists make money for the most part, you know, uh, with, you know, Uh tours, obviously COVID. So, so people aren't able to tour right now, but we know that artists are able to make money off of, um, shows, merch, licensing deals uh, and everything. Um, obviously you've grown into, you know, the mogul that you are now, but, um, how does someone like Karen Civil early on in the game, um, you know, like make money from connecting the dots. Are you considered like, were you considered like an independent contractor? Are these companies and artists like paying you salary or is it more of like you eat what you kill type of thing? Um, so, um, my first person business and everything early was Wayne. And they were like, Hey, can you send us your invoice in W9? Yeah. I was like, what's that? <laughs> um, and I had to really do my research and be like, okay, Karen, you're a real business. You have yeah. to set it up correctly. Yeah. So I had to get a business manager who set up my LLC, who explained like, I need a business account and all the things that come with it and really set myself up where now, you know, if I am hired as certain, certain things, I was hired as a contractor, but, um, then my business, my business manager got me a lawyer who then started creating these contracts and setting them up like, okay, what services do you provide? How do you want to do it? And X, Y, Z, where it's like, I do, I don't do month to month basis with people. Mm-hmm. It's at least a three, six to a year minimum. Got it. Um, how those are done, how it's projected and pushed out. There are other people who may be like, Hey, we want to have you host this or do X, Y, Z. That's, a, you know, those are little one-offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So starting off, it wasn't, it was a lot of things where I was doing things for free just to put myself out there, let people know me, but it made sense to my brand Yeah. where I was okay with not being paid. But then when I started to get into a place of um, like my value was where it needed to be, my platform, the metrics, and it was doing great and stuff like that. That's when I'm like, okay, now I want to start charging. And the first few times you kind of feel that you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. is that this okay? Right, and exactly. then. I had to realize, I was like, why am I being all low in my Janet voice, like all <laughs> right. monotone, whispering, asking for like, girl, you know, like really know your worth. Like really tell them like, this is what it is. Don't feel ashamed. Like this is what you're asking for. And I, after a while, it's like, what's your my rate? What's your rate? How much money? And that's what started working for me because at first I was going into situations asking for like $500. Then when I started asking companies, like, hey, what's your rate? They're like, oh, we have 5K. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, I do want that. <laughs> exactly. So it it honestly took me, yeah, it, 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 of trial and error and learning. But the most important thing for me is when I started, I got that, um, the accountant, my business manager and my lawyer, those are really three things I'm glad that I saved and put money into. And it's never a waste because taxes from everything in between from contracts 
to making sure people don't play with you. It's just like yeah. all of that is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Karen, give us like two seconds. We're actually going to unplug something under here. We're just going to give it a quick pause if you want to get a drink or do anything like oh, that. Oh, perfect. Come, My come, phone was okay. dying. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Such a such a tough time. Fortunate, especially um, for you know, uh, cool. you have to think, especially on the East Coast. What yeah. what it's just like a lot of people don't own their homes; they live in apartments. Um, and to those apartments, maybe four or five people mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be home all day and now yeah. it's going to get darker it's yeah. going to get darker earlier it's going to get colder now you really can't go outside and you're just stuck at home mm-hmm. so and those parents still have to make money because at the end of the day even though we're going through all this you they still got to pay those bills yeah they yeah. still and and to me they're accumulating to be more because you're more in the house so the light exactly. bill um everything's your water mm-hmm. your cable so it's like I feel like you have more bills because now that you're home, you're adding all this other stuff. Yeah. And I even Amazon is a bill now. So yeah, it's just like you're adding all this definitely. stuff where it just gets so yeah. expensive. Yeah. This kid is expensive. She eats a lot. Kids are so. expensive. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got another one on the way. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm not. Well, crazy. I'm at a point. I'm like, you're hungry again. Yeah. She's like, that was. She's like, that was four hours ago. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're taking right. care of the dog. Like I fed you earlier. What the hell? Like, yeah, exactly. what, what are you gonna do? Outside again? Right. Damn. Yes. Well, yeah. Shit. All right, Karen. So we're all good to go we're now. Good to go. Um, we're all, okay. We're, yeah. So um. Okay. So uh. Uh. I seen an interview of yours. Um, mm-hmm. where you were basically talking about making moves for the long term, well, the importance of making moves for the long term rather than the short term goal. Uh, and you said, mm-hmm. I'm never going to step over a dollar to pick up a nickel. And I was like, damn, that's a bar right there. Um, so you've always, you know, you know, uh, uh, aligned yourself with with what seems to be very authentic artists and very, you know, uh, authentic people. Um, can you go into further detail on that quote and speak on the importance of moving with integrity? Uh- I'll even give you a reference. Every time I stopped to pick up a nickel, it has come back in my face (laughs) where it just never made sense. And those are usually the people who come out, who come out their way and say something negative about me on social media is because they wanted, they live in a very microwavable age because they'll see the success and they'll, they'll do a lot of comparing. They'll see the success and the, 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 bre- the the benchmarks would say like a Nipsey Hustle, a YG, or yeah. a Jeezy. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, she can do that for me too. Yeah. Where it's like they hire you and they'd be like, okay, put me on the cover of Double XL in a yeah. week. And That's not the that way it works. Yeah. Like things take, you know, they take months. That's why I tell people it's either three, six, or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, three, six, or like a year or yeah. more plus. It, it takes time to develop. So for me, that nickel at times can be, um, that's, wasted time that's my energy that's just it's it's just on you know it's 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 unnecessary it's just like unnecessary headache because you think oh okay yay i i got this but what comes with it it's just so much headache um and i don't want to give up my integrity who i am i don't want to align with everything and everyone yeah um so yeah so to me it's just now i look at certain situations i'm like does it make sense for me do I see myself being a part of this? Is it something that I would use, listen, watch, or be a part of? 
So these are questions that I ask myself because at the end of the day, it's like a lot of the relationships I have, I have them for for a very long time because they were the dollar. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what it's about. How do you deal with, um, you know, people and situations that happen in industry that uh, to where something happens that may not align with like your values and, and your morals? Like, how do you deal with those type of with those type of things? Um, oh, um, I've dealt with it a lot with yeah. people who do certain things. And as much as I loved when people was like, oh, you're like the Olivia Pope of hip hop. I'm like, no, I don't want to fix yeah. everything. I don't yeah. want to be a fixer. I don't want you to come to me when it's broken. Yeah. That's not, I don't want broken to be synonymous with black women, especially yeah. with myself. Mm-hmm. Fact. So it's, it's unfortunate, but now I've now I'm in a better situation where I've, I've kind of cleared my space of companies of people, um, that necessarily I'm okay on. Yeah. Like I wish you the best. I mean, without saying it, you can kind of feel the change. I wish you the best. I wish your project, everything else you're doing, but I have to be over here because where I'm growing and going doesn't, the alignment doesn't match. Exactly. And people understand that it's yeah. just, you know, everything, everything and everyone is not for you. Yeah, exactly. How do you, how do you balance that too? As far as when you see something that's not going right or that, you feel someone's trying to compromise my integrity to get something out of me and not like going public way that you see these days and kind of handling it behind the scenes and having a conversation. Is that sometimes tough for you or did you, are you able to find that of like, all right, I know how to handle this. Repeat it from the beginning one more time. I'm sorry. As far as like, if somebody's, if you see something happening that someone's or a company's trying to compromise your integrity or trying to get you to do something you don't want to. And instead of obviously the these this is the day of calling someone out, going public, going, nuts and kind of being crazy with you is it easier to kind of handle stuff behind the scenes and make that oh make I'm, that I'm big on handling behind the scenes I hate a public display yeah, yeah. and outcry is just like I rather let's handle it behind the scenes and sometimes if a company comes to me and wants me to do something here's my favorite word ready it's a full sentence no <laughs> exactly and if you feel like that's too hard I just say I'm good yeah yeah yeah. Period. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Was that too urban for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, nope. When you make business decisions, do you do it more from a logical standpoint or are you more intuitive? Um, a business standpoint, I don't want to be one of those, one of those like flower childs right now. Yeah. But now I'm going off like energies when I walk into a room, yep. like off of a conference, off of a call. Yep. Like you can you can feel people's energy and what they're giving you. And that's what I'm going to give back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the place that I'm in now. It's like energy, how you see me, how you greet me, how you talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all those little things, watching years of Monk on USA oh, yeah, have yeah. taught me to... to to pick up on so many little traits yeah. of people. If you look me in my eye, how you shake my hand, how you value me um, as like a woman. Sometimes, you know, people come into a situation thinking, oh, if I pretend I like her, she'll do X, Y, Z for me. No, I have yeah. a man. I just don't post him. So yeah, yeah. no, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm good in that department. Yeah. But now I'm just off. I don't want to be one of those girls that like energy and vibes. It sounds yeah. generic. That's real though. Like yeah. the world moves but, and people yeah. move off energy. Yeah. Given with given with everything that we have been dealing with in 2020, which feels like it's in dog years, 
Um, it's pretty much energy. I've been so good with saying, I'm cool. I'm going to sit this out because energy of certain business, people, situations, environments are not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best. That's the greatest thing about growing as an individual. Everything, and I'm going to keep saying that through this whole conversation, everything and everyone is not for you. Exactly. Is that, I want to touch on that three month, six month year thing. I love that you do that because you see a lot of people that are working, you know, whether for like one project a week, two weeks or a month on something short. Does that time frame to that three month, six month year, does that allow you also to put that love into it? Like, look, I got to kind of grow into this too, get more of an emotional connection into a project. And you can't, it's hard to do that for a week for two weeks, for a month of, of doing some sort of one-off thing that's way shorter than that? Um, to me, it's just, I can't, because I know what people want and what they're expecting from me. They come into and they're like, oh, she's going to quote-unquote get me lit. It takes time <laughs> to do that. Yeah. I have to have the conversations, put you in situations, because it's not me just it's me creating synergies, new relationships for you, mm-hmm. new opportunities that take time. I can't come into it rushing saying, Hey, Hey, here, say for instance, I was working with Nipsey for like six years. That takes time to, yeah. he just got a Grammy this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it takes time. So that's what I like to tell people. I'm like, if you want to do the three month, that's me starting it, getting you in a place and then you can go. So usually for three months, I try to do that with those are the people who usually want like um, like playlisting or something. You know, they just need help entering the business or entering certain situations. I don't take many people on in that space. It's somebody I really have to respect. Like right now, I'm working with Winner's Circle um, and the CEO is Germ. Germ, who I've met previously through he was one of Nipsey's friends, you know, back in the day, he used to be with J. Cole and to see his growth mm-hmm. and to now see he has a label, he has a joint venture with RCA, RCA, and now he has, you know, he's pushing the drill culture in Brooklyn forward with, you know, Sleepy Hollow and Chef G. Mm-hmm. That feels good to work with them because I know what that is being a Brooklyn girl like that feels good and they get it. And it's like they're not rushing me. They understand. And it's like they have patience. Um, sometimes some people are so hungry unfortunately, and they're looking at social media and they see certain things and they're looking at your success as well. They're like, girl, um, you know, clock watchers. Yeah. 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 yeah, So yeah, that's, that's not usually, that's not usually it, but that three, six and yearly base really helps you attain it. It it really helps you set like, um, pinpoints and growth and really set that growth up for yourself Yeah, yeah, and really hold yourself accountable. It's important. I do it in business and with life. Yeah. So from the three month is just, those are quick. Um, those are, are, are quick things that I have for myself that I want to get goals that I want to get done. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, in three months, what do I plan on doing? It could be something like um, ride 40 miles in one day. That's a personal goal. Um, make sure that I am, you know, talking to God at least four times a week. Then on a business level, it could be, um, scale your business by this much, Yeah. um, save this much, hire this or do X, Y, Z grow in this area. So those are the things that I give myself. And then I have a board, um, in my room. So I have a board in my room that comes down in front of the TV, which is really cool mm-hmm. because that's the first thing I want to see. And last thing, first and last thing I want to see when I go to, go to sleep is 
my visions and my dreams that I want to bring reality mm-hmm. instead of reality TV. Yeah, yeah, these things definitely take time. Uh, and like you said, uh, it applies to life as well. Mm-hmm. Because even, you know, obviously you have a lot of aspiring artists and then they'll move to these cities like, you know, New York, uh, Atlanta, L.A. This happens in L.A. a lot to where someone will move to L.A. and then they think that, oh, man, I'm about to be on in the next six months. You know what I mean? Like, literally, everyone thought that. Like, I thought that. You know what I mean? Like, so, but then, like... I'm glad you, you're honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, 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 but when you get out there, you're like, oh, shit, like, hold up, I got to pay rent every month. Like, this is just like a... Uh, like, okay, like, I have to go meet people. I have to actually... Like, you know, like, you're not just going to move to L.A. and then boom, like, you know, like, you, you just have a career. Yeah. No. When you come to L.A., I tell people, like, when I came to L.A., it's great. You should come with the, you should have a core. If you don't, you can drown very quickly. Yeah. Because you can get caught up in the hype. The first year is always the hardest. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily have a core. I had a friend who I was just kind of winging it. She let me sleep on her couch. And there are certain people who try to make fun of me and try to belittle me like, oh, she's just sleeping on my friend's couch. Cool. I got the I got the career in the position you didn't. I'm not trying to come out just because I got this position and this money doesn't mean the first thing I get to L.A., I need to change my car. I need to go get a big house. I don't know if this is going to work. So I'm cool with sleeping on somebody's couch, driving my Nissan Z and figuring what this is for the first year and being comfortable and then figuring out where I want to live, what I want to get next, and X, Y, Z. As long as you're doing it on your time and you don't let this environment and just the the culture of being in Los Angeles, like, speed it up, you'll be okay. Because it'll be times people come out here and it's just like, you lose it very quickly because everyone is so open and laid back where it's like, you came out here to dance. Now you're doing coke at a celebrity's house <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom. Exactly. Just hanging out. Exactly. Like, Word. Yeah, it's just you'll lose yourself very quickly if you don't know who you are. Yeah. So there's a song I used to listen to a lot. I forget the gentleman's name. And it's called Hollywood's Not America. Okay. And that I ingrained in my head because he basically was saying, like, Mary Jane, put your blue jeans back on. Yeah. Basically, girl... Put your album back on. Hollywood is not America. You know what you can remember what you came here for. Remember what you came to do. Remember your job and everything else, because it is a very laid back place to be where you see the air. You're invited to the functions and you start to get comfortable. But yeah, Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, you've spoken on, you know, being an introverted person. Um, I've always been naturally introverted myself growing up, even though I feel like I've, I've grown that over the years. But um, like, what advice can you give to uh, introverted people who want to um, have success in an industry that requires you to be social and build relationships? Okay, so advice I give to introverted people, to the, to the person watching this. Hi, my name is Karen. I'm an introvert. B, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, uh, my name is MB. Uh, I'm an introvert. Okay, look, we're two introverts having a conversation on a public platform where people are watching this, we're engaging, which is you have to necessarily, like, if you really want this and it's something that you want, I, I like, um, a lot of things I equate back to, like, Michael Jordan fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's yep. like, you have to fully show up for yourself. Yeah. I am, after I get off of this, I'm going to go back to being quiet, taking off my glasses. Yeah, yeah, yep, Like, yep. being all, you know... 
myself, like yeah. Nerd Squad, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when I get on here, I'm going to give you, because the energy you guys are giving me, I'm happy to be here and everything else. Show up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really what's important is like, you have this one life given with everything that's happening in the world mm -hmm. and X, Y, Z. I'm showing up for myself. I'm not taking... I'm not missing any opportunity for my greatness. And that's really what's important. If you care about your life and you want to be great and not good yeah. and not live in a mediocre society yeah. with America's president, you're going to show up and be great because I want people, I want to look at myself, not even people. I want to look at myself the way people looked at Michael Jordan when he hit that bucket. Exactly. When, LeBron brings home the trophy when Beyonce practices for six months for a 10 minute performance, they are yeah. showing up for themselves. That's exactly. great. I'm exactly. doing the same thing for myself every single day. And even, even referencing someone like Chad Bozeman, not to just make it all celebrity driven, yeah, yeah. but look at how he showed up for himself to the day that he died. Exactly. Like that is important. And I know at times people may think this showing up for myself can be exhausting well, what do you have to lose? Exactly. You want the success. You want the greatness. Show up for yourself. Yeah, yeah I love that Michael Jordan uh, analogy, too, yeah. because that's how, you know, uh, uh, both of us kind of uh, look at life and situations. You know, um, you know, like Kobe Bryant is, is like my idol yeah. just off of his mentality alone. And then, you know, you know, everyone knows about that Mamba uh, mentality, but, you know, you don't have to be you know, some some crazy athlete to uh, to apply that uh, uh, mentality. Every day. Like you said, life. you just have to just show up, you know, even if you don't feel like doing it. Like, even if you, you know, have have the discipline to where it's like, okay, like, I'm going to work out uh, uh, every single day. You have to push through that, like, inner voice that's kind of, you know, might be doubting you a little bit, and then you just have to just um, rise to the occasion. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I definitely love that. Um, so, uh, um, I know you've written two books. Uh, be you and live civil. Uh, tools for, um, uh, uh, tools for uh, unlocking, unlocking your potential. Unlocking uh, your potential. Your potential. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and civil obedience: How to win in business and life. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely gotta mm -hmm. check out those books because you know just off of the titles alone, that's definitely um, yeah. uh, up my alley. Um, what are some of your favorite books that you have read that have inspired you and and that have enlightened you? Ooh, let me let me get them for you. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Visuals coming. Yes, official tissue going to the book page. Love it. Um, but, 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 and I just fixed this too. I gotta remember what this came from. Um, all right, I'm gonna just bring forth right now because okay, I'm like okay. a. Um, okay. I've shared this story before, but. Nipsey is one of the Nipsey is the reason I have a bookcase in my house. There you go. Um, so in his studio. He had a bookcase before he put in a television and it was like in the waiting area. And I'm like, Nick, the TV coming. He's like, get a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went and he was, I was like, no, I have books at home. He was like, nah, Karen. Yeah. Books, yeah, yeah. books. Like these books. Exactly. So then I took one, I, I took one from there and it's honestly just, just me really getting into reading is the company that I keep. Yeah. Because when I would lose him in the airport, you would find him at the bookstore. If you lose him in the studio, you're like, where he's at? He's listening to an audio book. Yeah. Um, and that really made me realize. I went, I went that day and got me a black bookcase from IKEA. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's just like between um, Charlemagne, we're in an official book club together because he was sending nice. pictures of books that he got. Yeah. And he'd be like, Karen, you need this. Yeah. Um, another person was Charlemagne, Nipsey, and Sycamore. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's not an A. I forget his correct title now. It's not A and R anymore. It's something more, you know, grand. Mm-hmm. But he's another one too that was telling me, you know, pouring into me and telling me the books that I should get. So first one is the wow, five wow, love okay. languages. There you go. Obviously, how to communicate, talk to people, and and, and how things are interpreted and yeah. and things like that. That's important. So you be less selfish. Yeah. With how you communicate in love. This one was from Sycamore, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Okay. Just orchestrating and getting your life better together from yeah. your home, your outlook to everything. Yeah. Obviously, contagious. Yeah, where he got that, uh, um, that $100 idea from. The $100 idea and so great. This nice. was Nick's oh, copy. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Fire. yeah. Um, the book that he read that helped, which yeah. I end up... Um, Helping them put together. Um, using to borrow. And this was great because I got, before this came out with Mark Echo on Label Me, if you don't have this from a marketing, branding, and just life standpoint on selling you without selling out, Mark Echo is it. I absolutely love him. He is the greatest. I got to work with him on the release of this, but he sent it to me early. I live by this book. And it's because he is a man who was able to scale so large, but not lose his identity and who he is as an individual. And it's been so incredible. This man created from complex cons, complex to, you know, G unit clothing to just all the different things that have been out there. And it's just like, he's still himself. He still loves his children, his dog. And it's just like, he didn't have to sell out. And he didn't I love lose it. himself yeah. in the journey. Exactly. At all. Not, yeah. Now that's dope. Um, yeah, those are definitely, you know, those definitely sound like great books. Um, uh, a book that I'm actually in the middle of that I feel that is just completely changing, like, like it, it's just changing me from the inside. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it's a book that that Nipsey um, I guess, you know, always championed a lot. Um, uh, I read an interview that Lauren London did, and she was basically saying that one of the last gifts that she gave that uh, that that Nick that Nip gave her was um, this book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so right off that alone, I was like, all right, like I got to get that ASAP. And I'm literally in the middle of, uh, of it now. And then it really just helps you like elevate your consciousness, and then you start seeing like the behaviors of like of of other people on uh, a deeper level and then everything starts to make sense and then you become you know a lot less judgmental um so it's dope it's dope but um but yes you know, I'm going to get that I'm going to yeah, get yeah, yeah. that so yes, we fire. can we can um Talk we can about do it. trade notes back and forth and Let's discuss cuz now yep, I'm creating yep. a book group I'm creating a book group with you Duh, uh, I'm all in I'm all in on that um so so speaking of the great Nipsey Hussle, um, mm. <clears throat> man, like legit, like I'm not even just saying this, like all my friends know he's been one of my favorite rappers forever. If not my favorite yeah. rapper, like of all time, yeah. like, like I remember the day he unfortunately passed, like this guy right here called me, I was asleep and he was like, yo, you're not going to believe this. And, and, and I couldn't believe it when I was living in LA, um, like uh, I went to this meet and greet that him and Dom Kennedy did in, uh, or had uh, in 2012 um, at Nip's store, but this was before it was even the marathon store. It was when it was just Sloss and Tees. Um, and, and at that time uh, I'd have a car, me and my boy, we hopped on the city bus. We was living in Playa Vista. We took like the 108, it was either the 108 or the 110. We took it straight up to his store. It was, this was Sloss and Tees before it was even like the marathon store. And then, um, you know, I met him, I shook his hand. I had like a Muhammad Ali, 
um, a phone case, and he was and he, and he signed it, and he, and he was like, "Yo, I fuck with that," and I was like, "Yo, that's what's up, that's what's up." <laughs> and then and then I seen him again in like 2016 because uh, I was working for this company in Santa Monica. Um, I was at I was at the gym in uh, uh, I was at the 24 Hour Fitness on 29th and Ocean Park uh, in Santa Monica because uh, the job that I was working for was right across the street. And this was what at, year like, was this? Um, this was like 2016. It was, it, okay. Yeah, 2016, and then um, and then uh, it was at like eight in the morning, and then there wasn't too many people in the gym, but like um, I was in the weight room, and then you know how you have the mirror and you could just see everyone who's uh, uh mm-hmm. in the room. Nip walks in, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, like I was tripping for a second, and then he like looks at me too, just because like we're like the only like two black dudes like in the room, like so because yeah. it's like it's like older like white people or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious right now? And then, uh, and then, but I'm not the type to like, to, if I see someone like that, I recognize, like, I'm gonna let him do his thing. Like, I'm gonna give him his space. And he was like, you know, on the bench, he was hitting the 45s by himself. And I was like, all right, like, <laughs> as soon as he gets up, like, I'm about to go say something because I listen to this dude too much to not yeah, say something yeah. to him. <clears throat> yeah. And then, um, and then, like, I did, like, some super weird fan creep shit to where, like, I, like, snuck a picture of him, like, in the mirror. Like, I actually still got the picture because I knew my homies weren't going to believe me that I was in the gym when they That was the only way we would believe him, Karen, <clears throat> yeah. I promise you. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, he gets up and then he just jets out and I'm like, fuck, where'd he go? Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I got to find him. Like, I got to shake his hand. Like, I listened to this dude too much. And then, um, and then, like, you know, he just disappeared and I was like, fuck. And then after he passed... I was like looking back at that moment. I was like, man, I should have just went up to him and just shook his hand and just let him know that, bro, like your music has got me through so much. Like I got the marathon continues like tatted on the back of my leg because I just love that mindset. Like, but um, yeah, yeah, but um, but basically, um, I say all that to ask, like, you know, what was the relationship between you and Nip? Like, I know that you guys have done like a lot of legendary things together. You know, you just mm-hmm. spoke on, you know, how you know he would. What, what, how he's the reason that you actually, you know, got a bookcase. What value did he add to your life? Nipsey added value to just not my life, just to everyone's life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to fully explain because Nipsey is not just like a person, just a normal person. He yeah. is just, he's like a feeling. He's a, 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 a like, you can right. feel him when he comes into a room, like yeah. his presence. He just, he was just higher than, he was higher than life. Mm-hmm. And that's because it goes back to how you were raised, Yeah, you know, and just his, his father yeah. to his brother and sister and just like seeing them and seeing their work ethic and who they are as individuals. Like you would think he was one thing, like when I met him, I'm like, okay, he's going to be super ignorant, super yeah, this right. X, Y, Z intelligent Mm -hmm. i'm talking he's articulate he's engaging in conversations where it's like he'll be like yeah you know i was gonna slap fire out him but yeah i'm about (laughs) to do this call with jonah berg jonah berger and it's like okay he is he is somebody who's very multifaceted um i loved his energy so many people just wanted to be around him and i'll never forget this is what set the tone we had this was doing south by southwest we went to a dinner. It was him, me. It was like eight people. Matt Mullenwald, the CEO of um, the CEO of I think it's like WordPress or Tumblr. Mm-hmm. I think it was like WordPress um, um, and WordPress or Tumblr and Childish Gambino. 
It was probably like eight of us at this dinner. They didn't invite many people. I'm not even sure why they why they asked me to come. And I'm like, I think this makes sense. If Nipsey is here, it was WordPress. Mm-hmm. And when we get, get there, um, um, Matt is engaging in conversation with Nip. And I think he was so... He was so astonished himself because, yeah. unfortunately, at times society and people write you off. No they judges, look at yeah. you and they look at you as a stereotype. They think a certain thing. And the one, what I, not even just one, the many things I've loved, but this is one of the many reasons I love Nip is this man right here is he, he, he changed the structure of what you thought and, yeah. and what you saw. It's like, yeah. mind your, mind your business, mind your manners, respect me as a man and individual first. And I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't hold his tongue. He didn't, he didn't deal with the disrespect. Like he was a man, he's a man of honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, that in itself is just like, but Nipsey was one to, to pour into you, to educate you, to make you better, to, there's no one he left in this world. And I can say this like, there's no one he left in this world um, worse than how he met them. He yeah. pours into you and he makes you better. Yeah. He like really, you go out and you be successful. Everyone who has worked with him is all successful, all doing incredible things. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. You don't meet you don't meet somebody like that who says they're a leader mm-hmm. and actually leads their team to greatness. Their whole team, not just themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had that force too that you just you were you're so drawn to. You know, it's one of those things where you like he has that it quality that you listen to him when he speaks, you watch him when he moves, you watch, you know, you follow what he's doing, and he has that sense of confidence too of of everything that he did, and it came off. Of, of all aspects of his life, all aspects of his businesses. Everything yeah. that he did, he did with confidence. He believed in himself. He believed in the team that he had around him, too. And that's something that's, you know, it's it's so, it's still so rare, though, to find that. Yeah. It's, and that's what, that's what makes him more special and make me realize everybody is not for me. Because yeah. when you meet an individual like that, you don't want to partake in everybody. So yeah. I've been fortunate to work with two incredible people. Mm-hmm. Wayne, mm-hmm. who is the same way, he pours into you. Mm-hmm. You have an idea, a business, you want to do something, let me help you attain that. Let me help you get to that place. Him and Mac Main are incredible. Yeah. How can you grow? How can you scale and be wherever you need to be? My first book came out through Cash Money Publications. Wow. You understand? It's just like yeah. that deal came out through them. Yeah. Um, and opportunities for me to grow in my career all of it is a test to me working with Wayne and him yeah. giving me a chance first because he they could have went with a larger company to do social media. Here I am, a girl from New Jersey, doing it from her house. Yeah, I'm gonna take a chance on her. Yeah, and that's the great thing about both of them is like, uh, you, I don't get to meet people like that, and I don't take it for granted. Yeah, so at all, at all, it's like when you meet those wonderful people in your life, you appreciate it because yeah. now it's not about quantity; it's about quality yeah. of just life. Exactly, and it's very rare having lifelong friends and family in this business in this industry too i feel yes yeah very so karen just to touch on uh you know all the wonderful things that you've done in your uh uh, in your uh country of 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 haiti um i know that you've done like a lot of philanthropy work you've uh built the playground there you've renovated a school Mm -hmm. and i believe Mm -hmm. they they they, didn't they rename the school after you or after like your your business yeah they did live civil school live civil playground Mm -hmm. 
Um, we also have a computer lab. That's fine. Um, I haven't been back um, in a few few years. I worked with um, um, another company. This I worked with another um, organization this year to help with COVID relief and bringing water in certain areas. We raised over a hundred thousand dollars on yeah. social media nice. over a tweet. Wow. So. I'm happy just to give back to a country that has um, given the given. I feel like my family so much, yeah. and it makes it, it makes it, it it makes sense to you know utilize the opportunities I've here to help. Yeah, you know, um, to help uh, people who are less fortunate. Yeah, but even just just give them a chance at a, a, a um, at quality of life and just having certain things change and seeing life outside of outside of the bubble because yeah. certain people were like why are you building a playground for them because i appreciate the power of play yeah. i understand the importance to you it may not be important but when life is is effed up around you and these kids can go sit and swing and yeah. laugh and have fun and enjoy themselves why not let them have that moment yeah. Yeah. At the same time i then eventually did the school too mm-hmm. to help make sure that they have a secure place to educate and learn and then at an at a um um, um, uh, what are they called? I'm sorry, I'm chain of thought. You're good. Um, what is it? The adoption place? Oh, like an or- like an orphanage. Like- yeah, like an orphanage. I did a computer lab there because, oh. you know, yeah. I know they may not necessarily have family, but you are a family, yeah. and you yeah. connect with people online, yeah. so you can engage, have conversation, and learn. Um, the knowledge of the world and just not necessarily what they may be giving you in textbooks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moments like that, those are just important to me. I just feel like given with my platform and what I, I have, I feel like it's, it's just naturally, it's the thing to do. Yeah. Like yeah. as an individual, it's the thing to do. You have so much. Why not? The world has blessed you. Why not bless the world? Yeah. yeah, I've always been intrigued with Haiti um, and always had a great amount of respect for Haiti just off of the fact that it was like the like you know the most successful slave revolt. And I feel like, well, 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 well not even just me, I think that it's clear that the rest of the world kind of resented Haiti for that. You know, obviously like the French and like the US is kind of like, kind of like did things. They did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know why? Why? Pause it. You know why? Why? First, if you want to just claim it, Black independence. Of nobody. Course. They don't want black folks. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. always going to resent yeah. black people for being free. Yeah. So that's really if you if you want to bottom line it, that's what it is. People owe yeah. us so much money. Yeah. But that's really what it is. Nobody wants us to be free. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's you know obvious to be honest. But um, but uh, uh, but off that alone, you know, that just says a lot about the Haitian people, the fact that they're able to, to, to overcome that. But, um, you know, obviously you've done a lot of work um, in Haiti, but what do you think that it would take to get Haiti, t- you know, ultimately to where it should be? Because I know, because, you know, obviously it's going to take a lot of work, but, you know, what do you think? I wouldn't even know where to start because it's yeah. at times where you feel like you're moving forward. It's five steps back, yeah. but I'm not going to give up on the country. Yeah. Um, we need better leaders in place. Yeah. You know, it, it gets to a point where it's just because so many people have not had. Yeah. So when money and certain things come, you know, their integrity goes. Yeah. And, you know, their commitment to the country goes because now they start to get selfish and they have a commitment for self. 
And I think once we have proper people in place um, on a government level, where they respect the people who are in the country and the things that need to be done, we'll be okay. Yeah. And people need to pay us back. Yeah, yeah. no, most definitely, most definitely. Um, Starts at the top. Bitches better have our money. That's pretty much that. I yeah, love it. seriously though. But um, yeah, so, uh, you know, Karen, obviously, you know, you do a lot, you're a brand, you know, strategist, digital marketing specialist, um, author, just overall creator. Um, besides your philanthropy work, because I assume that that, you know, gives you the most gratification. Um, what is it in the industry that you do that brings you the most joy? Mm, being creative. Like, being creative, yeah. if I know you got a project coming out, like, it's this one project that's coming out in a couple of weeks I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what it, it like, can you speak on what it? Was on the it what was that thing that was like, it gets the blood going, it yeah, gets yeah. the people going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. It gets me super excited with this one particular one. It, it's just like I get excited because I know like I'm good at this. Like, yeah, yeah. excuse me, I'm great at this. Hell and yeah. this is my thing where I just like, yes, I feel like I turn into like Kobe or MJ. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, I know I'm a, dunk, I'm a score. I'm bringing the trophy home. So it just it's 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 honestly um, just me being creative, me being yeah. able to create moments that may create a trend online, but mm-hmm. talked about offline yeah. or like, for instance, um, two moments when I was at like Beast by Dre, two moments that like were amazing for me was when we launched Lil Wayne's headphone. Mm-hmm. And with that, we saved over, I saved the company $10 million Ooh. because MTV wanted us to do, um, advertising i'm like i don't want to advertise and be in a commercial like yeah or like no they wouldn't tell us who the host was they wouldn't tell us anything they wouldn't give us anything so we create content they wanted to do it for us but the gentleman who came to the meeting he had no swag so i don't (laughs) think you can take my product and make it cool yeah and you won't tell me who's going to be there, who's performing. I don't know where you're going to put it, what you're going to do with it, but we're supposed to trust you with $10 million? No. Exactly. So this is where the thinking comes in. Um, in reference to me, is like the thinking comes in is like, let me figure out who's performing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And let's go through them because I'm not going through MTV since yeah. they're not understanding like what we're trying to do. Lo and behold... Young Money's performing. Yeah. And then come to find out with the relationship I had, Kevin Hart is hosting. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So that was how we launched Little Wayne's headphone is made him a killer playlist. He put the headphones on through the whole show. So go look at MTV Awards slash Little Wayne. I remember Every that. picture that comes yeah, up. Yeah. He yeah. won the award, went on stage with his headphones. Yeah. Through the show, they kept panning the camera on him. And he's like, in his own he world, his own he wasn't headphones. paying attention, yeah. 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 And it was trending, little Wayne headphones. Wow, that was you, yeah. So it was like amazing. Then another thing was during All Star Weekend. So I like to create synergies with mm-hmm. talent that I may have work with on the outside with companies I work with to create relationships, not for myself, but for them as well. So when Wayne got that headphone deal, here we go. So yeah. it's like it makes sense, I get to still work with him in a capacity. He's getting extra money, extra looks, and it's easier. So it's just, um, it was All-Star when it was in Orlando, I believe. Okay. Yeah, when it was in Orlando a few years ago, we had the million-dollar headphone. 
And they were like, Karen, we got to figure this out. We were thinking of giving it to Mary J. I'm like, that's cool. I said, look at all them people sitting courtside. Yeah. This is like, this is when, not Travis Scott, the other Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes was big. Wayne, Drake. I was like, we were in a suite upstairs. I said, look at everybody down there. Yeah. And like, we had the headphones there. Like, yo, we got to figure something out. And Beats was tied to Interscope. So Mary, I think she, I forget what Mary did. I don't know if she did the halftime. She did something. So when somebody from the label came back upstairs, I was like, give me your pass. Give me your pass. Yeah. <laughs> I took the pass because I got, I get so excited. Like a kid in a candy store, like when my ideas come and I was like, give me your pass. And I went with the security who had um, the headphone and I went downstairs and I just was like talking to people. I was like, hey, Travis. Hey, Drake giving hugs. And I was like, hey, Wayne. Right. I got a headphone for you. Yeah. And he was like, what are these? I said, oh, they're Graph Diamonds, million dollar headphone. And guess what? They matched his teeth. So he right. wore them during the game. Yeah. And the best image we got from it was at the time Kevin Durant just signed a Skull Candy deal. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the biggest athletes. And we really wanted to get him. He scored and he ended up like getting excited in front of Wayne. And they did this like, they both jumped up and bumped each other. Yeah. But Wayne had the headphone on, and that was the image that went everywhere. So Those headphones. that in itself, I was like, it was yeah, just so yeah. many creative moments. Like, I will say my creative juices really got flown when I yeah. was at Beats. They allowed me to do so many different things, but that's when I realized life was bigger than music. And But all these things collectively all come together because athletes want to be musicians. Musicians want to be athletes. Exactly. Um, you know, singer, I meant entertainers want to be singers. Everybody wants to like exactly. cross and do other yep. things. Yep. So I realized from a creative space, I could bring them all together and we could figure out synergies and bring them all in one place and not create these segregated events where it's like, okay, let's do a sports event. Let's do a music event. Let's just be beats. Mm-hmm. Let's exactly. just be great yeah. and bring all these people together. Yeah. So that's what gets me creatively going is knowing that the Rolodex I have, it makes sense where you create a moment mm-hmm. yeah. that is just lifestyle and culture. When you think about, I use this um, reference a lot. Think back to when you were in uh, the lunch table. Like when you went to the cafeteria, yeah. there were groups and they were like the jocks, the cool kids, the goths, mm-hmm. like whoever else. Yep. I like to tell people when I walk into that cafeteria, whoever it is, I can sit at any table. Yeah, you can fit anywhere. And it's yeah. just like, that's what it was. That's pretty much how I saw things. This is like, I can build a relationship with everyone here. Yep. And that's how I creatively think about things. It's like, what table would it go? How can we collectively bring everyone together mm-hmm. to enjoy this product yeah. or whatever it is? So that's, that's where I'm at, where it's like, there's no color lines in anything I do. So when I worked with um, like Hillary Clinton, and that campaign and certain yeah. things, people were like, why are you? Um, there was something else like I did with her, which was she sent out a tweet was like, if you're registered, if you register to vote, get a chance to meet Pusha T. He was another one who I was working with and she got so much backlash from that. And I'm like, listen, trust me, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Do you know over 30,000, 30,000 um, young adults registered to vote off of that tweet? Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, 
how is this a fail? Like, they were like, oh my God, that was one of her best tweets. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course, because whether you understand it or not, like the fans get it. And it's like, stop thinking, oh, I can't align with this person or exactly. I can't do this. I can't do that. If it really makes sense and really understanding the power of the people. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Brown Sugar? Yeah. Yeah. You remind me of what Sanaa Lathan's character would have grown into. Oh, really? I've never heard that. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you, know, you know, like in the movie, like obviously it's a movie about hip hop. But she starts off on the East Coast. She gets this job um, working in L.A., like riding for Double XL. And then she like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like continues t- to grow and prosper in her career. So I like that, though. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of my favorite movies. But, um, yeah, so someone that's trying to break into the industry that has like a lot of different ambitions. Um, like you just said, like ballplayers, they want to be rappers. Rappers want to be ballplayers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like. Like, you know, artists want to do, you know, different type of things. Um, do you think that it's important to establish yourself in one lane first and then branch off? Oh, yes. Think of it like a, um, I tell people a lot of things are like a tree. Yeah. Um, we see it when it's finished and it's developed. Yeah. You got to create that. You got to create that foundation, that root. Yeah. And that's the first thing. When I started, I started um, with my website, KarenCivil.com. And from there, able to grow and do other things. But I tell people it's always very important to create a root, a foundation, and from there, something that will allow other doors to open for you. Mm-hmm. So pick what that is. Because people come in off the bat, they have all the slashes. I do hair. I cut clothes. I do this. I'm like, okay, so are you a creative? Think of yeah. a better title or how you want to do it. Reestablish how you want to brand yourself and your name and certain things. But it's always important to create that root first um, and that foundation because you don't want to be a jack of all trades um, and a master of none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you had to do that too with a, a lot of clients that you've had? Just have them focus more on one thing first, then we'll kind of we'll explore everything else that we could do. Yeah, because I've had people come to me like, "Hey, so I'm about to start." I'm like, "What's what? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Drop your album. Yeah, Get off yeah. my phone. Like, yeah. let's let's." Let's focus on putting this out yeah. <laughs> first before you tell me you about to. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to do some restaurants. I want. I'm like, what? Yeah. Can we get this single out first, please? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be those moments, but then other times you're like, with I'm not gonna lie, with Nip, I was a little bit skeptical, skeptical, uh, skeptical at first. Uh, when he, he wants to do the hundred dollar like. mixtape, yeah. I was like, Nip, ooh, let's just put out the mixtape. He was like, Nah, Karen. Sometimes you have to believe in the vision, yeah. but it's really important. It's really important just to reiterate again, to create that foundation yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And like, I remember when Nip first uh, announced that and then people were saying, oh yeah, yeah. Like it, uh, it's not, you know, he's not going to be able to do that. But me being like a diehard Nip fan, I'm like, yes, he is. Like people are for sure going to pay a hundred dollars for um, a And he price. did. And then yeah. he did a thousand dollars and then there were so many other high end people who started who started doing their own yep. proud to pay campaigns yep, yep. and doing other things. Um what other you know what investments and businesses uh, are you in that someone you know who might not you know uh, know or expect you to be involved in that you are involved in. Um say one more time I'm sorry. Oh you're good. Um so what investments and businesses are you involved in that someone um who doesn't know you might not expect you to be involved in? Um, 
I invested in the gym in Chicago. Nice. Um, I'm doing gaming. That's going to be announced soon. Gaming. I'm really excited about that. Gaming? Okay. Dope. Uh-huh. Um, let me see. Um, and I'm like, which is super different for me, I'm going to be getting into um, the marijuana cannabis, cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much those three things those three things for right now the gym was just my best friend was wanted to open a gym one of my closest friends wanted to open a gym yeah and why not invest in people that you love and that's what my membership is even though i don't get to go often yeah but i rather have a membership and pour into a friend than a business i don't know the, the e-gaming what made you do that because that's that's uh, that industry is massive yeah. i mean multi-billion dollar yeah. gaming industry um well someone reached out to me because they had me in mind someone reached out to me mm-hmm. two things happened so someone reached out to me with their organization their company and they recently i wish i could like fully give it but it's not announced yet yeah. but yeah. they um wow um they reached out to me and they're like listen I just raised all this capital. Mm-hmm. We have this money coming in, X, Y, Z. I think you're perfect with the relationships you have. You're fresh, you're new. You can bring new eyes to a situation. And literally, I feel like everything happens with energy, divine energy, God, and stuff like that too. Because mm-hmm. earlier that day, um, my goddaughter, she she plays this game a lot. It's called Roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not familiar with it, but... Instead of now I make it a point to ask questions as opposed to why are you doing this? Like, why are you playing this game all day and being annoyed and saying a statement? I ask, what is this game? What are you doing? What, like, how does it work? Mm -hmm. Because she's super addicted to it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized like her talking to me and telling me about it. And then I did my own extensive research and looking 52% of gamers are women. Wow. I was like, oh, nobody's talking to us. See, you didn't even know. I, I was like, I nobody's Damn. talking to us. Nobody's engaging us. And this is no longer, I was like, everything has been infiltrated. I said, gaming space, yeah. it's our time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everything now is just like very neutral for everyone to enjoy. Everyone gets to like be at the forefront and stage of it. And I just want to do the same thing for... Um, people you may not necessarily think or be able to give them an opportunity to. So one of the first people I'm bringing on is my goddaughter. She's nice. eight years old, but she's nice. great at the game. Those are one of the first people I'm signing. Yeah. There's some other young women of color who have large platforms on social media who's mm-hmm. into like um, anime and gaming and things like that. But they're like, yeah, nobody reaches out to me. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was important. It's, it's important to see the the people that may be invisible to other networks, but they're not invisible to me. Yeah. Nice. And that's another one of those crossover industries too, where it's like all these musicians are gaming, all the athletes are gaming when they're not playing. Like everybody's trying to stream and show off what they're doing, especially in the gaming world too. So it's one of those things that so many people are doing right now. So Karen, we just have, um, uh, uh, five more quick questions. Uh, but before we get to that, um, uh, 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 tell us anything that that uh, we should look forward to from you. Um, I'm looking forward to Civil Disobedience is coming out fourth quarter. Nice. I just released my I just released one of the new podcasts I'm doing. 
Um, it's called Queen Business. Shout out to Nick Cannon. Nice. Um, He's a that, San Diego native, by the way. Shout out to right. Nick Cannon. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so that came out today. It's on iTunes, Spotify, the whole nine. It's that came called out today? All Important Business. Yes. Wow. It came out congrats. today. Damn, yes. Congrats. So we're super excited. It's up on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited about those two. Um, this project that's coming out at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should never said that, but it's all you yeah. didn't say any names. You didn't say any names yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. I just thought about. It. I was like, ooh, should never do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, just this uh, project. Um, the book. Yeah. Um, I have my Civil Essentials line coming out, which is. Catering to your smile, just the person who's on the on the on the go, because the world's gonna open back up. Yeah. So the person who's on the go, making sure your smile is always as beautiful as possible. So just so many different avenues and business that's outside of music. Yeah. That I'm really excited about. It's just expanding the civil brand. Yeah, you got a lot coming. Sounds like. Um, So Karen, so for these last five questions. Um, these are very uh, introspective questions, but you can just try to give us quick, short answers. Um, okay. So when was the last time that you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone? What was the last what? Uh, when was the last time that you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone? Um, those have been during COVID. Those have been personal. Okay. Um, which is just um, that thing of like just kind of showing up for myself. Yeah. Um, Cause at the beginning of this, it was pretty much hard to kind of keep continuing on because the world was a big question mark. Yeah. But then instead of questioning what was happening, I started accepting the unknown and trying to maneuver and work around it, which have been incredible. So it's just honestly making sure that I'm showing up for myself, trying new things. Um, so yeah. Nice. Um, what was the last small act of kindness that you did for someone? <laughs> Um, um, a close friend of mine, uh, Quincy was telling me about a new venture that he wanted, he, he's going to look into today. Um, so I gave him some advice and, um, um, some capital to put into that business. So good luck. I'm going to shoot him a text of good luck today, but yeah. Nice. Great. That's great. Um, what is one area of your life, whether that be your, your family life, your social life, your spiritual life, your love life, whatever, uh, that you feel that you need to give some more attention to? Um, it'll probably be my personal love life. Um, cause I, I'll, I'll be transparent and say, I don't think I, I've been giving him the just do the attention and the pouring yeah. of love into him. This has been a hard year for him. Yeah. Um, Cause this was supposed to be his big year, but COVID kind of messed it up. So it's just like really pouring into him and showing up for him the way he's shown up for me. Nice. Great. Great. Yeah. Well, at least you're aware of that. Cause that's, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Um, what is one good habit that you want to gain and one bad habit that you want to drop? Good habit is is continuing to have that full on. Um, good habit is it's more personal. I think just working out um, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like on the machines and certain things. It's just making sure I'm, I'm, I'm staying healthy. I'm, I like, like to do outdoor things. So it's been a little bit hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a gym girl, so I just want to be more of a gym oh, girl. Okay. I've been following you for yeah. a minute. Like you always seem like you were kind of like a, like a big fitness person. So to hear you say that, like you're not a gym I girl, am kinda, outside. Yeah. So it's outside, like, I'll go yeah, yeah. surfing. I'll do that. And it's like, now when all those other things are taken away from you and you just got to use a treadmill and weights, it's yeah, hard yeah. for me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to switch it up. Um, so, um, but, but what's uh, one bad habit that you want to drop? Oh, well, basically you just good. Said, yeah. Um, that was a that was a bad habit. Good habit that I want to bring in. Yeah. Um. Mm, showing up. Um, good habit. I want to just um show up more. So, like be there, there for go. my friends yeah, and yeah. things like that. Nice, yeah. Nice, nice. Commit more to them. Yeah. Commit more to friendship mm-hmm. and, and love more than um, business. Nice. Nice. Um, and what is your overall purpose? Uh, my overall purpose is me living the that, um, that I have created for myself. Nice, 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 great. Love it. That's um uh and Karen, yeah. please leave us with some final words if you can. <laughs> um just thank you, thank you both so much for having me to the oh, person okay. watching this. Yeah. Um I hope you know the conversation. I know I was a bit long with it, long-winded at time, uh, but oh, I just oh. hope this conversation no, pours into you, you feel great, and like you take a chance on yourself. I am um, a girl who comes from immigrant parents who, you know, who necessarily had life programmed for me. And I took a chance on myself and me taking a chance on myself. I hope you see that you take whatever you see here implied and um, apply it to your world and continue to have success and greatness. Um, don't be a clock watcher. Um, don't worry about this microwavable age we live in. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Show up for yourself. Love yourself. Yep. Give yourself grace. Be great in a world that wants you to be mediocre. Yeah. I, I think I can speak for MB, too. There's so much that I'm taking personally from this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be sure. a blind. And I just want to quickly life. shout out to uh, to the plaques that you have, you know, right there in the background. <laughs> I see the Nipsey plaque. Yeah. What is that? Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Nipsey plaque. Yeah. The, uh, the the Wayne, you know what I mean? Carter four. Yeah, Nipsey Wayne. I got yeah. Mac up there. Yep. I see. Uh, YG's in the corner. You walk Two in the Karen's crib. Yeah. You walk <laughs> in the Karen's crib and you getting flexed on you. Oh man. yeah. That's right in the door. Karen, <laughs> we can't thank you enough for coming on off the record and uh we, we can't wait to have you back. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and we took so much away. Thank you so thank you so much, guys. And I thank hope you, so much. you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. For Tim and MB off the record, we're out. Thank you. Bye. We still starting our book club or what? <laughs> yeah, no, we are. I ordered my book, so I'm actually going to email you. Okay, I'm going to email you when I actually when I read it. Okay, so we go over notes. Good. But you read yours, right? Um, uh, uh, I'm almost done. I have like 150 pages left, so uh, I should finish okay. that off. You know. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I got. Uh, I, I think I got some. No, I don't have that much time. But all right, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, finish. Yeah. Whenever you finish, it's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah no yeah. rush. Okay. Karen, before you go, do you mind if we get a quick drop? Mm-hmm. You are the best. Come on. So just off the record with Tim and MB, however you want to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
One more time. Off the record with Tim and MB. And however you want to. Oh, like Michael B. Jordan. I just kept saying B, like the letter B, but yeah, it's yeah, MB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay. Does it stand for anything? It stands for Michael Brandon, which is like my first name and my, and my middle name. So, Michael okay. Brandon, yeah. Michael Brandon, okay. Yep. Say it one more time. Hey, this is. Off the record with Tim and MB. And MB. Yep. Hey. hey, what's up? This is Karen Civil, and you are now tuned in to Off the Record? Yep. Yep. Off the okay. Record. Off the Record. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> Hey, what's up? This is Karen Civil, and you are tuned in to Off the Record with my favorite, Tim and MB. Thank you so much. That was perfect. That was perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Wish you wish you much more success. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. So much fun. She is awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic. Damn, bro, you fucking smashed that shit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. But, um... Oh, you can end it in the bottom corner. Yeah, she was already out. And meeting for all. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she was. Bro, oh, you yeah. could. Yeah, convert. Cool. Woo!